0: Today, on the Locked On Blues podcast, we are going to be playing a game called Keep or Trade. It's pretty simple as the name sounds. I've got a list of seven players on the St. Louis Blues who are going to be in trade rumors for one reason or another as the trade deadline approaches. And I'm going to be simply going through, should we keep them or should we trade them? Should be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the locked on podcast network your team every day ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the locked on blues podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day I'm your host, Josh Hyman. I've been covering the blues, whether it be through writing or podcasting for almost six years now. Um, the show is free and available on all podcast platforms, so check, make sure you check it out on YouTube, check it out on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues, and check me out on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. All that stuff out of the way. want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Blues your first listen making the show part of your daily routine. Appreciate each and every one of you. It's going to be a fun episode today. Um, like I said, we're playing a game. It's called Keeper Trade. Now, I've made a list of seven players um, on the St. Louis Blues, obviously. And a few of them have just been, you know, in trade rumors because, you know, they're they're disliked for one reason or another, their contract, whatever. And then a couple of them are just because they're on expiring deals that, You would typically make sense to want to trade away in a season uh, if you're a seller, which it seems like the Blues might be, um, with obviously the recent trade of Vladimir Tarasenko to the New York Rangers. Now, the Blues have been having a little bit of success lately um, in their last few games. They've won a couple in a row uh, in somewhat convincing fashion. They play again tonight, so we'll see if that continues. However, I don't think that really changes um, their stance as sellers at the deadline, but Just how much of a seller are they going to be? That's kind of the question we're going to answer today. So like I said, I've got seven guys. I'm going to go a couple per segment, and then I got one guy I'm saving for the last segment. You might might already know who it is. Um, But let's just jump into it. First guy I've seen a few people talking about potentially trading, Jordan Binnington. Now, Jordan Binnington is on a five-year deal at $6 million per year. He is the starting goaltender of the St. Louis Blues, and he has had an up-and-down career, obviously came up, led the Blues to a Stanley Cup, played spectacularly, and then hasn't quite reached that form since. He was very good in the playoffs last year um, up until his injury and has been all right this season. You know, the statistics aren't great, but I think he's had a pretty solid regular season. However, he is getting a little bit up there in age, um, and his inconsistency has led people to say maybe we should trade him away and go towards the youth goaltenders that the Blues have plenty of. Um, And with Jordan Binnington, I am saying keep. Uh, As much as, you know, it would be fun in a way to sell the whole team off, trade everybody, get a ton of picks, a ton of prospects. I don't think Jordan Bington is a guy that you can move on from quite yet. Um, Like I said, I think he's had a pretty solid year. I think he has played his best uh, full regular season hockey, you know, not including the cup year where he came up about now, you know, January, February, and led the Blues on a very, very solid run. Obviously, I think this season he has been the most consistent he has been um, for a large stretch of games. And he just doesn't have the support from the team and the defense that maybe he would like. Um, and that's why the statistics are a little bit lower. A lot of people point out, uh, Joel Hofer, that he should come up, he should play now. Um, and I think there's a bit of a long-term plan there. I think the plan is Jordan Biddington. It's his net moving forward. Thomas Grice won't be around for much longer. I wouldn't be surprised to see Hofer come up next season to start as the backup and then sort of transition into a one, a one B thing over the next few seasons, um, where Hofer co- get, continues to get more starts, um, eventually surpassing Jordan Bennington as the 1A into Jordan Bennington's 1B. Maybe Jordan Bennington gets traded down the line, but at this trade deadline, keep. Next guy on the list is Tory Krug. Tori Krug is a offensive defenseman on a five-year deal making $6.5 million per year. Um, he's regressing a little bit, uh, and his, his build, you know, a, 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 small undersized offensive defenseman isn't necessarily one that's going to hold up well to age. And he's on a big contract with a no trade clause. And that is why some people are saying that the blue should trade away Tory Krug. However, just like Jordan Biddington, I'm saying the blue should keep Tori Krug at least through this upcoming trade deadline. Um, as much as he's not a great defensive defenseman, as much as his game might not age well, he still is the best offensive defenseman On the St. Louis Blues and he helps out their power play a ton plus the fact that he has that full no trade clause um, and that potentially ugly contract means you might not get the return for him that you would want Um, and as much as like I said it would be fun to you know blow the whole team up let the kids ride it out for the rest of the season and then stack up in the draft that's really not how it works you know. Um, that would really extend the rebuild for a long period of time. And I don't think the blues are, are quite ready to dismantle their whole defense just yet. However, I do think tory Krug is definitely a potential buyout or trade candidate as soon as this upcoming off season, but I would be very surprised if he gets traded away at the deadline, moving on to another defenseman, the most controversial player on the St. Louis blues, the most polarizing player on the St. Louis blues. And that is Colton Pareco The huge hulking defenseman is on an eight year deal for six and a half million dollars per year. And plain and simple, he just has not looked like the Colton Pareko that we saw in the cup run that made everyone think that he could turn into a number one defenseman. Now, he has had back injuries that have been difficult. You know, it is very difficult to play through something like that. And he also has had the curse of not playing with a consistent D partner or a good enough D partner. Um, But that, excuses aside, he has simply been underwhelming and hasn't been playing up to the standards that... Blues fans would want him and probably the team would want him. You know, Barubi has called him out a few times and he himself, I think has said that he is not playing up to his standards. However, all that being aside, I think you still keep Colton Pareco at least for the time being. Um, he's on a massive, massive contract. I think that might scare some teams away. Um, and like I said, you might get an underwhelming return for him. If you do trade him similar to Tori Krug, I think the Blues should ride out the season with Pareco Um, and at least see, you know, maybe reevaluate in the offseason. I just don't think anything would materialize in time at the trade deadline. Um, I believe he also has some sort of no trade clause or no move move clause. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure there, but um, again, it, it's just something that I, I think the trade deadline is a little bit too soon in order to uh, move on from a guy like him. That being said, in this. Upcoming second segment, I got three more names to discuss, but before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about today's sponsor, and that is FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, threes drained. You can make a parlay. There's so much fun stuff you can do um, that makes watching sports even more exciting than it already is. Plus, like I said, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So me, I'm a big Celtics fan. If I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, you know, Jason Tatum over on points, Robert Williams over on rebounds, and Malcolm or Derek White over on assists cause he has been an absolute monster lately. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. all right that first half of the episode was fun wasn't it talking about why i don't think the Blues should trade some of the players that everyone is screaming about them to trade um however moving forward there's gonna be a lot of trades in terms of keep versus trade not to spoil it a whole lot but um now we move past the guys on long-term deals and move into the players on expiring deals just like vladimir tarasenko every single player from here on out is on a deal that expires this offseason um And for one reason or another, it would make sense to trade them away. Now, um, you know, teams are looking for rentals and teams are, you know, these players might not return in the off season, regardless of how the regular season plays out. So the first guy on that list is a depth guy in Noel Achari. He has, like I said, one year left on his deal. And he has honestly been one of the more surprising players on the blues this year. Um, obviously just a simple depth signing, uh, in the off season. Didn't really think too much of it. Um, you know, played for the Bruins for a while, uh, had a decent impact there, and then came over um, the St. Louis Blues in the offseason uh, this past year, and has been a very solid depth player for them. I think in terms of effort, he is one of the most high-energy guys on the team. He gives the most in that category, especially considering, you know, I've talked a lot about how I think the effort is just down overall from pretty much everyone on the team this year. Nolachari is a guy that's going to bring you that effort every single night, no matter what. Um that being said i think he is going to potentially be a a valuable um, a valuable player at the trade deadline to fill a a depth slot for a contending team and because of that i say trade nolachari as much as he has brought value the blues have a lot of guys down in the ahl or or prospects that can fill that similar role that can kind of be that third or fourth line grinder to bring the effort you know there there are a dozen nolacharis um, scattered throughout, you know, the Blues system, whether they're whether they're capable of it now or capable of it next season, whatever it may be. That's obviously no knock on Nolachari. I think what he brings to the Blues has been very, very valuable this season. Um, that being said, though, I don't think his loss would be missed to the point where it would disrupt locker room chemistry or would completely tank the season. Um, I think it would give an opportunity for younger players to shine, uh, and who knows, he could fetch a third round pick, even a second round pick, if if teams are desperate enough. Maybe you get yourself a a low-tier prospect in there as well. Who knows? Um, I think Nolachari is a guy that is is a type of player that is sought after at every single trade deadline. You know, not a big star, but a guy that can come in. You know, he has um, championship pedigree. He was with that Boston team that lost to St. Louis in the 2019 Cup Finals. You know, he has that playoff experience. He has that, that grit that so many teams value. Um, and I think, you know a hungry team that is missing maybe one fourth line piece or even a third line piece could go out and say you know what nolachari he's a bit of a cheaper option than some of the guys out there they'd be willing to part with like i said a second or likely more likely third or fourth round pick for nolachari and you know maybe the blues want to bring him back in the offseason maybe they don't trade him because of that but like i said i think the blues have a decent amount of guys in their system that can fill that role um whether it be you know, this season, if Nolachari gets moved or next season, if they're looking to replace him with a similar type of player. Moving on from Nolachari is a guy that I think could fetch a bigger return than some people think. And that is Ivan Barbashev. Ivan Barbashev has been on the team for a, a good chunk of time. Um, one of my favorite players, you know, he transitioned from a bottom six sort of grinder guy to a 25 goal scorer last year, which we are quickly learning, or not quickly learning, but we are learning was a bit of an anomaly. I said it in the offseason. I don't think he was going to replicate that sort of offensive punch again, and he has proven that correct. Um, that being said, he still provides a decent amount of value. He still has that offensive firepower. Obviously, he's not scoring 25 goals this season, but he still can score goals left and right. You know, he's a, he's a good depth player for that. He's like a good a good secondary goal scorer um, on a team like the Blues or, you know, a contending team, you stick him down on your third or even fourth line, and all of a sudden you have a very talented player deep in your lineup that can, that can you know, have a hot streak for a few games and, and string you a few goals together. He also provides a decent amount on the defensive end. He's not spectacular there, but he's a good two-way player, decent on the face-offs. He can kill penalties if you want him to. He can play on the power play if you want him to. He's kind of a Swiss army knife. He's very versatile in that sense. Um and I've seen people potentially talking about the return for him even being as high as a first round pick, which would be outstanding. I think if any team in the NHL, even if it's, you know, the Boston Bruins who are probably gonna end up with a pick in the thirties, even if it's them and they call and say we'll give you a first round pick, you jump at that immediately. Um, I think more more realistically, though, it's definitely a second-round pick and also potentially a prospect for Ivan Barbashev. He is still a little bit on the younger side, um, but like I said, he is on that expiring deal. So uh, there was rumors that the Blues have already told him that they won't be re- re-signing him this offseason. They won't be offering him a new contract. There have been people that come out and have said that's not true. Um Obviously, if that is true, then it's a no-brainer to trade him. If you're already not bringing him back, then why wouldn't you trade him even if it's for a seventh-round pick, which it wouldn't be for a seventh-round pick, but you'd rather get anything than absolutely nothing, especially if, you know, Doug Armstrong thinks this team isn't really going to contend this year, which obviously, given the fact that he traded away Vladimir Tarasenko, I think is the case. So because of that, I think you trade Ivan Barbashev. Um, I think he could be, you know, just a a more attractive version of Novichari for teams, um... Brings a similar type of role, you know, depth guy, but packs definitely a lot more of a punch offensively um, and, and has a little bit more of a dynamic skill set than Noel Chari. And I think, you know, if you find the right team, you could even get a first round pick out of him. Maybe if you retain some salary, whatever it may be, um, definitely trade Noel or Ivan Barbashev if you can. Now, the last non-major guy on a expiring deal is Samuel Blay, recently acquired from the New York Rangers to the St. Louis Blues. Um... I don't even know if they they can trade him. Uh, I don't know if there's a stipulation where the same player can't be traded multiple times in just a set period of time like there is in the NBA. But regardless, I think you keep him. Um, not only would it be just bad business to trade away a guy that you just traded for. Um, I think Blay has shown in his few games with the Blues that he's really comfortable here. You know, he scored in his first game back after not scoring a single goal with the New York Rangers. And because of that, I think, you know, you, you want to keep him in a place where he's comfortable and and I think he can provide some pretty good value, especially considering the fact that he could sign for very, very, very cheap in the offseason, considering how little offensive output that he has had with the Rangers. Um and he is a perfect example of a guy that could fill that Ivan Barbashev role or that Nolachari role like I was talking about earlier. You know, he's not going to play up on your first or second line and score you tons of goals, but he is going to be a terrific effort player for the St. Louis Blues um, I think it's a no-brainer to keep him. Like I said, cheap contract in the offseason. That's very, very appealing. Uh, and the Blues have a lot of young guys that can hopefully come up if they are sort of rebuilding or retooling. Keep the keep the salary cap down low. Hopefully give yourself an opportunity to move on from some of those defensemen that are eating into your cap. But I think Sammy Blay is a great option to keep for the St. Louis Blues. That being said, there is one more guy that we have to talk about. You should know who it is. If you don't, You're going to have to stay tuned because I'm not talking about it until after this short break. So we will return to close out today's episode. All right. This is it. This is the big big one. Ryan O'Reilly is on an expiring contract for the St. Louis Blues. The captain, the first, well, the first player, but the first player since Wayne Gretzky to score in five straight Stanley Cup final games. The guy the Blues traded Tage Thompson away for Mr. O'Reilly himself. The factor, whatever you want to call him. He's been in trade rumors for a while now. He is on an expiring deal and is completely regressed offensively. Um, He only has like 16 points right now, which is by far his low with the St. Louis Blues on pace for his low with the St. Louis Blues, and that's disappointing to see. He's getting up there in age. He looks like he's lost a step a little bit in the offensive end. However, he still provides tremendous, tremendous, tremendous value defensively. Uh, He can shut down pretty much any top line in the NHL. He's done it against Connor McDavid. He's done it against Nathan McKinnon. He's done it against the death lineup the Bruins have. He's he's done it against everyone. He is still a top five two-way center in the NHL, top three maybe, depending on who you ask. Um, you know, not that far removed from his award winning season. He's still got a lot of value. um, Would almost definitely fetch you a first round pick um, if the asking price was right. However, the question comes down to, do you want to trade away your captain in the middle of a rocky season and pretty much ruin any sort of chemistry that there was in the locker room? If there still is any. And, there's, look, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I th- I'm going to give my reasons to keep Ryan O'Reilly, and I'm also going to give my reasons to trade Ryan O'Reilly because I think it's a lot more complicated than just one or the other. Now, if Ryan O'Reilly wants a big, long-term contract in the offseason, you trade. Because offensively, he just isn't worth what a center of his perceived caliber is going to fetch in the offseason. I think he could want... Upwards of $7 million, $6 million maybe if he wants a discount, but, you know, offensive inconsistencies aside, he still provides a tremendous amount defensively and is still a respected player, is still the captain. It would be shocking for him to accept a large pay cut with the Blues, Um, but if he is willing to accept that pay cut, if he does want to be here long term, like he has said that he wants to, um, then you know, maybe you keep him. maybe you keep him around and, and you pay him $5 million a season that, that sort of like that Tyler Bozak contract. And you let him stay around to mentor the young guys because he is so good at that, you know, slap first one on last one off type of guy stays after practice to, to mentor the rookies and the young guys on the team. That is an invaluable trait. You know, you don't find that in everyone. And I think getting rid of that could be detrimental for the team in the long run. Um, Again, it depends on the return. It really just depends on the return and what Ryan O'Reilly is going to be asking for in the off season. They have obviously him and Doug Armstrong have probably had plenty of conversations. Um, and, you know, because of that, I think it's probably already set in stone whether or not he's going to be traded. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a tough one. You know, the Blues have parted ways with their last two captains via free agency in David Backus and Alex Petrangelo, and it really rubbed fans the wrong way. And, Trading Ryan O'Reilly at the deadline could, you know, really piss off some diehard fans and could create a rift in the locker room. However, if the return is there, I think you do it. You know, if you want to make your rebuild as fast as possible, you trade away Ryan O'Reilly. You trade away a guy on an expiring deal that, you know, is is at his, whose value is the highest it will ever be for the rest of his career. You let him go to a contender. You let him, and then maybe you even heard people say you go out and you re-sign him in the offseason. I doubt would happen if they traded him, but you never know. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I think the Blues are going to trade him, uh, just with the way that the Tarasenko trade kind of came out of nowhere and the fact that Doug Armstrong is kind of ruthless when it comes to the trade deadline, you know, traded away Paul Stasny a couple years ago when the team was like almost in a playoff spot and that, you know, shocked a lot of people. Um but it would be hard to see him go for sure, you know, losing (laughs) two of my four Blues jerseys in the span of four weeks. To other teams would be painful, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it really just comes down to, you know, the ethics of it. Um, does Ryan O'Reilly really want to stay here? Do you want to, you know, keep keep the rest of the locker room in good faith and say, look, we're not just gonna, you know, trade away one of your favorite locker room guys because it's a good business move, but at the same time it is a business. Um Me personally, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. That's why I'm not making an official keep or trade. I don't think the Blues should trade him. I don't think the Blues should keep him. I think that this is a decision that is a lot bigger than any of the other six guys that I listed off before him, and Doug Armstrong knows what's best. I trust him on that. I will say that the fact that this draft is so stacked beyond just, you know, the top three that everyone's been talking about, I think as many first round picks as you can get, the better um and maybe if this was like last year where the draft was kind of not that great you keep Ryan O'Reilly and just let him ride up the season out of respect but if you can get a first round pick for him i think you do it um but again i don't know i, I would assume you get a first round pick for him but you never know um that being said we're just going to have to wait and see and that is all the time i have for you guys today want to thank each and every one of you so much for listening to the episode it is free and available on all podcast platforms you can find the show like i said on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube as well. If you're on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and leave a comment. I'll try to interact with you guys in those comments um, and stuff like that. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.